0: We can't just sit back and not do anything. Uh, we're guilty of that. I mean, Christ went to work. I mean, all of his years of ministry, he worked. And we've got to go to work and plant the seeds. If we don't, I will tell you as a member of Congress, uh, we're going to lose it.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome into another edition of the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. Justin Hall here with you. It's hard to believe that we are already on lucky episode number 13 of the palmetto family matters podcast so i want to take a moment to thank each of you for listening sharing reviewing leaving us that five star rating sharing this with your friends and family we have surpassed folks 1500 listens in just two months of a podcast that we started back in the second week of august we are not stopping there all new you can get it right now, the Palmetto Family Council app. Go to your app store. Go to either the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store, depending on your device. Search Palmetto Family Council. You can download the app. Palmetto Family will be at your fingertips. There are a number of things you're going to be able to do on this app. Number one, you'll have access to all of our articles that we write to keep you informed and to let you know what's going on across the state and across the country and how that frames from a biblical worldview. You'll have access to all of those. Our podcasts are available on the app as well. You can listen to those there. You can also connect with your legislator. That's right, inside the state house is one of the key features of the Palmetto Family Council app. You click there, you will immediately be able to find your representative, find your senator, and that will allow you to get involved with them and start talking to them about the issues that you are seeing in your district. But that's not all, it's not just the app on your phone. You can download the Palmetto Family Council app. On your Roku, your Apple TV, and your Amazon TV, because all new content is coming to those platforms in the coming weeks. That's right. We're expanding the reach, and we're going to start putting new content, video content, new shows coming to the Palmetto Family Council app. So make sure you download the app on your phone, and also download it on your smart TV device for all new content coming this fall. Justin, the reason we're
2: doing this, and for those of you listening right now thinking, my goodness, they are getting all kinds of stuff. That's right. Uh, We are getting (laughs) all kinds of stuff because we want to keep you informed. We believe that the best way for us to see a South Carolina where God is honored, religious freedom flourishes, families thrive, and life is cherished, is to keep you informed, equipped, so that you can go into all the world and do the great command the Great Commission to love your neighbor and to preach and teach the gospel and make disciples the best way we can get the, those things to you is across multiple platforms so if you're an app person we've got an app for that if you are a podcast person listen to our podcast you're listening right now and we're grateful for that if you like social media we're on all major social media platforms and the purpose of all that is to make sure that you are well connected so that you can stay informed equipped and make sure that you are sharing the good news the gospel of Jesus Christ with the world around us, because he is the only solution to any of the issues or problems or obstacles that we face. Jesus Christ is the answer to all those things. So this podcast has had a lot of great people on it. In fact, you're about to listen to an interview we did earlier this week with Congressman Norman. Justin, tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Absolutely. So we've had plenty of guests join us here to give us their perspective. Melanie Shaw, the editor-in-chief of Living Real Magazine. South Carolina State Representative Lynn Bennett joined us. Director of uh, the Department of Social Services Michael Leach joined us. You also had Pastor Tony Foster of Restoration Worship Center joined us to talk about critical race theory. So we've had plenty of guests. Mitch, you wrote a piece in the Palmetto Family Matters magazine called The Manhood Meltdown, where you, and I don't want to spoil it because I want people to go read it, But you talked about the crisis that manhood is facing in the United States and what men can do to take on the mantle and to take on the yoke of biblical manhood. That's one thing. But the news of the last week has been, it's now changing. It's not just men that are being attacked. We're now seeing a younger demographic
2: that's right Justin there's no doubt that manhood has been under assault for some time biblical manhood it's called toxic masculinity it's called all kinds of terrible names but ultimately what we're seeing now, Justin, is the mess that men are in, how we fix that. They're going after an entirely different demographic now. If men have been under assault for the last 20, 30, 40 years in a myriad of different ways, one of the ways that we're seeing the left, the liberal left in America attack the traditional family right now and masculinity, femininity is through our children. In fact, Justin, we... Watched and have learned about a story this week that I think is so significant that it, it bears some time here on our podcast.
1: It certainly does. This from the New York Times Up, Up, and Out of the Closet. The new Superman, Jonathan Kent, the son of Clark Kent and Lois Lane, will soon begin a romantic relationship with a male friend. DC Comics announced that this past Monday. That same-sex relationship is just one of the ways that Jonathan Kent, who goes by John, is proving to be a different Superman than his famous father. Mm. John has combated wildfires caused by climate change, thwarted a high school shooting, and protested the deportation of refugees in Metropolis. So as you can see, and, and okay, so at home you're immediately going, Justin, this is a comic. It is fiction. But what this really represents is Superman represents so much more, especially to the adolescent boy. That's right. Superman was created in 1938 to be a strong superhero to fight for the way, for the truth and for the American way. And if that still holds, if that's still the moniker of Superman, then obviously the American way looks a lot different in 2021 than it did in 1938.
2: Well, one of the best ways to deconstruct Americanism and the fabric of that made our nation so great and exceptional is to get to the root and indoctrinate youth from a very early age that everything that they've been told in the past the traditional family unit the, the biblical traditional family unit is not uh it's not in vogue it's not today and really what we're seeing is exactly what we said so many times wokeism in america in specifically corporate wokeism dc is owned by a corporation Corporate wokeism is destroying, intentionally destroying the fabric of America. And what better way to do that, for those of you listening right now and you're saying it's just a child's cartoon, it's just a comic book, as Justin just said, it's important for us to understand Superman still is a national symbol. This is the stuff that my sons, your children, and grandchildren are paying attention to and It's not just at our front doorstep. Friends, it's in the house. And we've got to start paying attention to some of this stuff.
1: It's in the house. It's in the comics. It's on the television screen. And again, the reason this is important is because we're now framing the culture from an early age. And the simple fact is we can talk about the manhood meltdown. We can talk about the challenge to boyhood. But Mitch, it goes further than that. And I think this is the overarching issue. It's the attack on the Imago Day. Yeah, everyone, all of us are created in the image of God. How do you how do you drive at that? How do you separate that? The ultimate goal is to is to get that out of the way. So how do you do that? You attack you attack boyhood. But you also have seen the assault on women. And I use that in terms of womanhood. Begin to begin to progress here. It starts in the 1960s with the sexual cultural revolution of the 60s. We've now seen move to it's no longer a mom. It's no longer a mother. It's a birthing person. So now we've we've gone from women, women being put to a certain level, which, by the way, you will not find females elevated to the status that they are biblically in any other world religion just want to put that out Christianity. there then Christianity 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 and in America Christianity and certainly in America as well but Christianity from the start we've seen women elevated God elevates women
2: Well what we're seeing is the family is under assault biblical manhood and womanhood are under assault and it is important, and it is, as Congressman Norman is about to tell you, it is important for Christians to get involved, get to work, and understand what's happening. We heard a story just this past week about toy aisles in toy stores. In Who, California. In Well, and, and it's apparently yeah. the California and my Carolina thing. It's going to happen everywhere. Sure. If, it, if you think it's only going to happen in California, you've got another thing coming. It's going to happen in South Carolina if South Carolinians don't get involved and get to work. What we're seeing is childhood under assault. Can I, can I just be very frank and honest with you? Children should not have to deal with sexuality. This is something that they shouldn't have to deal with. My three sons should not have to deal with that. They should just be able to be boys. But what we're seeing today is the pervasive sexual revolution, the LGBTQ+, and the plus is there for a reason. They're going to keep pushing and pushing and more progressive all the way. Don't think they're going to be satisfied or stop. My sons should not have to worry about genderism and those sorts of things. My boys should be boys, and your girls should be girls. This is the problem with the sexually pervasive movement. It is continually telling you, as a parent, that the parenting style where you tell your sons they're boys and your daughters that they are girls is inadequate. It's just outdated, it's old fashioned. Well, The important thing for us to understand here is that it's biblical. It's biblical. And I know no better foundation for truth than the Bible. So ultimately what's under attack, not only is the image of God, but the truth and the foundational principles of our standard for truth in the word
1: of God. And I appear, it feels Mitch, that that's really the point that we keep going back to every time we begin to have these discussions, because these discussions are important. And we want to make sure that you're aware of these, because this is happening. This is happening across the country. So what can you do about it? Uh, you're
2: you're frightened, you're concerned, you're dismayed, you're hopeless right now, and you're frustrated, and you might be driving in your car or folding the laundry or uh, whatever you're doing, what do you do? You continue to share the gospel. You continue to get plugged into your church. You continue to make sure that the conversations that you're having are surrounded by the truth, and you get to work. You make sure that every single day you are vigilant in your approach to life and you are we, friends we're in a battle and we must put on the whole armor of god and we must continually continually use our secret weapon found in Ephesians which is prayer we must continually be men and women of prayer <laughs>
1: As we mentioned, Congressman Ralph Norman, the representative of the 5th Congressional District in the state of South Carolina, joined us last week on the phone, so we're happy to share that conversation with you. Congressman Ralph Norman joined us earlier this week.
2: We are joined by one of my favorite congressmen on the planet. He is the representative of the 5th District here in our home state, South Carolina. Congressman Ralph Norman, how are you today?
0: Doing fine, Mitch. Appreciate you having this, and uh, look forward to speaking with you and Justin.
2: Yes, sir. Your uh, boots on the ground in Washington. In fact, just yesterday, there was a big vote on the debt ceiling. Tell us a little bit more about what's going on with that.
0: Well, the debt ceiling, um, Mitch, as you know, is the ceiling put on Congress uh, that Congress passed back in 1939. It's basically doing what every business and every family does, which is uh, before you spend something, you make sure you can pay for it. And I think the debt back in the national debt back in, in 39 was like 48 billion. It's now 28 and a half trillion. And they the Senate voted to raise it, which I was totally against. Mitch McConnell did that and ramrodded it through, but, um, it passed yesterday. I don't know that. A, I don't think a single Republican voted for it. Many members of Congress just did not show up. Uh, they did a hundred, I think it was right at 168 proxies Wow! and that's like getting a paycheck and not showing up for work. Yeah, And it, it makes no sense, but be that as it is, it's, uh, we will come, Debate next week the two spending bills whether Miss Pelosi has the votes for that for that or not I don't know she won't bring it to the floor unless she has the votes.
1: Well, you mentioned you mentioned that Congressman and obviously there's a lot going on up in Washington right now with the new administration and things happening with the debt ceiling and these these infrastructure bills and obviously the previous ones with H one. There's a lot going on, so I kind of want to dive into some of these issues um, that you are passionate about, and that our folks who are listening are passionate about as well. And so I want to start, obviously, where uh, there's a lot of attention from a lot of people, and that's the southern border. Uh, how is the crisis at the southern border affecting the state of South Carolina?
0: Let me give you an example for you and your listeners to uh, zero in on. I've been on, been to the border twice, uh, and the uh, we went actually with the border patrol agents we went on a night raid one of the guys that they called it wasn't in my group but he was a gang member he was 14 to 15 years old and uh basically land blasting anybody that even threatened to hold him back his comment was and this is according to the border patrol agents you can't stop me president biden says i can come in the question was put: Where are you going? And again, this is just a random catch. Uh, South Carolina, going to Charleston, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to be affected big time. It's the the issue. The sad part about this: uh, this is an invasion. Uh, this this administration is allowing an invasion of our country. We got sixty thousand Haitians coming. They're not doing any type of screening uh that the when we went and it was several months ago the border patrol agents were as frustrated as any human being could be they were changing diapers it's mass confusion and but they're just coming across the border uh the drug cartels are running rampant Uh, they're making a half a billion dollars a month according to the the agents and um it's a health crisis. It's interesting this administration is making Americans uh, get vaccinations when we'll have, by the by December, 1.8 to 2.2 million, million mm. people in this country that wow. we don't know who's here. Imagine a uh, police officer stopping somebody with no record. You don't know mm. what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And so it's a military it's, it's a crisis. It's a medical crisis, and it's a— uh, As others have said, we are a ticking time bomb for another 9/11. We have to be right, and law enforcement intelligence has to be right 100% of the time. For the millions coming in, they've got to be right one time to blow up a stadium, hit our electric grid, and all the above. So I'm very concerned. It does not have to happen. The steel laying on the ground uh, is is millions of dollars. This is intentional. And it's done for votes. There's no other reason that it could be done.
2: Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that, Congressman. There is certainly a level of intentionality to all of this. And as government organizations spoke about their own citizens pre-9-11 and domestic terrorism, what I find most concerning, and, and you probably can very well speak to this, is that there's a concerted effort to undermine our national security at the border while, as you said, the administration is focusing on us as American citizens. And and I mean us quite literally sometimes, you and I, and as Christians, as believers, and labeling some of our actions as perceived domestic terrorism. Could you speak a little more to that?
0: Well, absolutely. They're weaponizing... The military against our own citizens. Try going, try coming into America from another country. I mm-hmm. can't tell you the number of calls our office has fielded, both in Washington and here in, in Rock Hill, of those who either their passports expired or uh, they had to have verifi- extra verification if they're coming into America versus uh, the border. I mean, we're up to over two hundred thousand a day illegal crossings. And when I was there uh, in McCallum, Texas, we were on a, getting ready to fly back. I think the plane held 120 seats, a hundred of them. Eighty to 100 were for from uh, people from 152 countries with a cardboard cutout across their neck. Uh, I can't speak English. Show me which plane to get on. Hmm. We took up, and they all had the same document. No ID. No, they were able to get on an American plane. Uh, with with no ID other than that piece of paper, we took a picture. Another congressman from from Illinois took a picture, and we were looking at it, and it wasn't two seconds. An American who could speak perfect English said, "What are you doing?" We said, "We're taking a picture." Uh, you, that's illegal. You can't do that. Why can't we do that? We're you know we're member of Congress. We're voting on this. You got to erase it. We're not going to do it. And that's the kind of organization they've got. They're shipping these people out to red states, South Carolina, meaning a conservative state, so they can dilute the votes, in my opinion, and to get the driver's licenses. And that literally happened to me. And you can multiply that times, you know, 435 members, although most Democrats will not come to the border, including the president, the vice president.
1: And Mitch led led to this. I want to continue on with it. He mentioned the, the phrase domestic terrorism. We've seen what the attorney general in the Justice Department, the memo they sent out regarding parents uh, at school board meetings. And the big issue with that there is the rise of critical race theory and cultural Marxism. We've touched on it. Our audience has heard us talk about this quite frequently, and we'll continue to do so because it's such a hot topic and a major issue in our country. But what can parents do in South Carolina to, to – protect their children from this rise of cultural Marxism and critical race theory?
0: Well, here's where we are. Uh, Justin, if, if it does, and I tell this in, in speeches and talks that I give in churches and elsewhere, it does no good for people in the 5th District or really anywhere outside of California uh, or New York to write Nancy Pelosi a letter and ask her to do right or Chuck Schumer, in New York, and ask him to comply does no good. What we have to do is, and what Christ tells us to do is go to work. It's like we can, it's like, and I use my example of uh, every spring. I love vegetables. Well, they're not going to drop in my lap as much as I pray. I got to plant the seed mm-hmm. and the seed is when the miracle goes, the seed that we all ought to be, pl- be, be planning right now is going to the school boards uh, and asking, uh, where's the COVID money? Uh, What is in writing? Where's the balance sheet? Uh, Sit through some classes that your children uh, are attending and seeing what they're teaching. Pay attention. We've got to go to the Chamber of Commerce and saying this is outlandish. What's happening to South Carolina with the illegal situation that is coming our way as well as other states. Um, That's taken an active role. That's uh, we've lost our children in the universities and we've lost and now it's infiltrated the classrooms and you got to expect some kickback. Uh, they're organized. This is the, the, the liberals have planned this for a long period of time and it's come over us by degrees. But if we're scared to ask the question, we've got a problem with what you're teaching our children, then we're going to lose our children even more. And you you're. I can't tell you the value that would be. And I urge people, don't do it by yourself. Get four or five people in a nice way and say this is what we want and, and date it and get it in writing uh, at the meetings. My daughter uh, and son recently attended a board meeting in, in Rock Hill. They're going to continue to do it because that's what we can do. If we don't do it, we're failing our obligations. Because now's the time to stand up. And now's the time to urge our attorney general and our governor to uh, file lawsuits on a violation of the Tenth Amendment, yes. which is these edicts and the exec- executive orders coming down from Biden, which is illegal anyway. And we've got to fight. And if we don't fight, we're going to lose our country. And it, this is an invasion at every level.
2: I love what you said there about us being better and stronger together. I really appreciate the fact that you're encouraging Christian South Carolinians, those that love liberty, to get involved and not just go at it haphazardly or uh, individually but together because truly we are better together. But I also appreciate something you said there about asking and inquiring about balance sheets and making sure that conservatism is practiced in every way, shape, and form in our government, from the top to the bottom, from the executive and the the legislative and judicial branches of the federal government all the way down to school boards. After all, and we heard this yesterday in Fort Mill, school boards are spending our money. The federal government is spending our money. You and I and those listening earned that money, and then we pay taxes, so the money... Initially was ours,
0: so that's exactly that's exactly right. Absolutely, they work for us, bitch. They work for us. We don't work for them. Uh, probably, and that goes for politicians too. Politicians work for we the people, and we the people have got to have not only balance sheets, get a uh, list of personnel at a particular at the school that children of households go to, see how many principals, assistant principals, assistants to the assistants, get salaries. I mean, that's that's our right. We've let it go too long, as we've let politicians go too long. Politicians have got to be held accountable. It's it's the people. It's we the people's money. It's not the bureaucrat's money. And I had a guy tell me yesterday, I was did a radio show, and he said, well, it's not going to affect my lifestyle. I make, you know, good money. I said, wait a minute, I, I take. I, I differ with you. Uh, at the end of the day, you're not going to have the disposable money that you had because we're paying five dollars for gas, or will be. We're paying fifty percent more for food. Mm-hmm. And I say this at every level, politicians included. Uh, have meetings with your state reps. Um, have meetings with, you know, I mean, how are we going to handle this influx? Let's say we're it's fifty thousand that comes here. I mean, we're going to have close to one point eight to two million. And South Carolina is is, is going to be a, a victim of having to deal with it. I mean, how, what's the school district going to do when they have tw- 20 more people in a class that can't speak English? Uh, they have their own the government dole for, you know, they're on the free lunch and the, uh, the other social programs. You know, how are they going to deal with it? I mean, that's legitimate questions that we've got to ask.
2: Absolutely. We... Are hearing across the state a lot about individual and families liberties being attacked there's no doubt that individual liberty one of the bedrock foundations of our country and religious freedom and freedom as in general freedom now is under assault there it comes in a lot of different packages and ways shapes and forms Tell us a little bit more about what you're seeing in Washington and back in home in your district, what you're hearing from people as far as liberty, their individual liberties being under assault.
0: Well, the, the, across the board now, Mitch, they're scared. I mean, the, everybody in rightfully so mm-hmm. is scared because they see it. Uh, now for the first time, I think in, you know, the last four years under Donald Trump was the greatest economy, the greatest uh, people were working. They were making money. They were able to keep it. The regulations mm-hmm. weren't, weren't uh, what they are now. Uh, you no, know, people are scared. And our liberties are being just taken from us or drowned out. Let me give you a perfect example. A week and a half ago, about nine of us in Congress had a press conference mm-hmm. on the dangers of teaching CRT. Hmm. Guess who— uh, we had it roped off all the press was there guess who was on the sidelines that drowned us out the groups that were organized that um, called us racist and all that mm-hmm. now we're going to have to learn to not we got to plan ahead and as a man told me the other day he said Norman why are you being drowned out I said well we had the mic he said no why don't you get bull bullhorns <laughs> fight their fight fight like they do and I had told when I spoke I said you know uh, I value the First Amendment. I would never do this to you. And they just kept on mm-hmm. uh, where they couldn't understand a word. That's the kind of thing we're facing in Washington. That's the kind of thing we're facing uh, in, in, in home, at home because uh, school, in Kershaw County, uh, a county council shut down a particular meeting because of some questions that people were asking, mm-hmm. a lot of which we had we we're talking about right now. But our freedom, we, it's like your health. And before you know it, if if you don't do anything to correct it, you lose it. And we're going to lose mm-hmm. our freedoms and lose our country. Wow! And we're at a razor's edge from from losing the whole thing with this administration. H.R. 1, which, is, if this, as I told the news people the other day, um, we've got so many bullets coming at us. H.R. 1, which federalizes the, uh, the, our elections uh, in Washington and in Columbia. Uh, the these two spending bills, which they're not infrastructure, mm-hmm. they're to bail out green new deals. Mm-hmm. Somehow they think, uh, they think trains and gas powered engines can get us across the ocean. Well, <laughs> I don't think that's quite right. Uh, and you know the military, the you know one point eight million to two, they they're going to legalize eight million people before this thing's over with. And uh, Joe Biden is not in charge. There is some group, uh, and I I've yet to figure out who they is, but everybody refers to they are running the country. Well, I think I know who it is, but uh, it's it's not what Americans bargained for when this administration went in, under the guise of being you know a middle of the road consensus builder and all of that, because it's anything but that.
2: Well, I'll tell you this, it's certainly not we the people who are running the country. And I fear uh, that you are uh, one of the, you are definitely one of the good guys, but there are few of you up there. It appears that many of those who, who are in the executive branch or even in the legislative branch across the aisle are not necessarily concerned with representing the people as much as they are about representing themselves.
0: But it hadn't affected them. You take Corey, Congressman Bush, who was talking about defunding the police, and yes, yeah, she spent one hundred and eighty-five thousand on security. Right. She's got the money to spend on security. Mm-hmm. How about that family, uh, you know, in a in a district that crime is rampant, like in Chicago or mm-hmm. uh, St. Louis or one of the twenty-two cities that got burglarized and, and burned down. I mean, those people, uh, not only are the stores not coming back, but they're in danger. I mean, homicides are up 45 to 50 percent. And it's a scary, scary time. But we can't just sit back and not do anything. Uh, We're guilty of that. I mean, Christ went to work. I mean, all of his years of ministry, he worked. And we've got to go to work and plant the seeds. If we don't, I will tell you as a member of Congress, uh, we're going to lose it and it's not that far away, Mm -hmm. and those that think they're protected now, even the leftists, uh, they will get a rude awakening, but it'll be too late then.
1: Congressman Ralph Norman, representing the 5th Congressional District here in the state of South Carolina. Congressman, we really appreciate you taking the time joining us. We know there's a lot going on in Washington, and you have a lot of other things you could be doing, but we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to, to talk with us, and ultimately to talk with the listeners who are listening to this at home as they try to understand what's going on and 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 get involved. So we appreciate you taking the time for us today.
0: Well it's my pleasure to do it and it's time to fight. It's time to go to work. Thank you so thank much, you, Congressman. For,
1: thanks for representing thank us as South Carolinians.
0: That's my honor. Thank thank you a lot.
1: Make sure you download the Palmetto Family Council app. You can do that on your Apple App Store or your Google Play Store. Download it as well on your Roku or your Amazon TV or your Apple TV. There will be new content coming there in just a few short weeks, and we're really excited to open up a whole new avenue of communication with you on that side. It will be fantastic. Make sure you get your hands on a copy of the palmetto family matters magazine the first ever palmetto family matters magazine you
2: can connect with us by getting action alerts email updates and you can get the palmetto family matters magazine by texting guardrails guardrails to 76076 that's g-u-a-r-d-r-a-i-l-s to 76076
1: for mitch prosser i'm justin hall thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the palmetto family matters podcast and we will talk to you again next week